0: Every time I see something that impresses me, I jump on Instagram, I reach out to that person, and I see if I can get him as a guest on the podcast. Dan Mangan from Side Door, one of the articles that I was reading on how people are getting creative during this time to make money. And it's also something that was happening before, but now he's even amplified it more. We'll catch up with him during this episode of the podcast. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny, we had a bunch of shows on sale and we root people through Zoom to the shows and they implemented all these feature things, including default password, Correct. So all of the links that we had sent out, these private links, all of a sudden weren't working. Uh, And it happened like hours before a show. So we're like blasting everybody who bought a ticket. Like, don't use that link. Use this link. (laughs) I sent out, I do Zoom
0: webinars for my management. And I'm like, hey guys, I don't know how it's going to, what it's going to ask you now with the phone. And some people were saying it was business as usual going through webinars. yeah, Uh, But Zoom meeting, even though it did, access I mean this was the first time that I've ever had to accept someone and everything so I'm like hey whatever safety s- is
1: safety right yeah and you can still disable it I mean we're doing shows sometimes like six seven eight hundred people on a show so um, you know zoom can handle up to a thousand so if you had to let every single person in uniquely and one by one that would be terrible but um, you know, you can also disa- you can disable the waiting room and and, and such stuff. They've they've just like defaulted everybody in the that that's direction. on the meeting side, right? The meeting yeah. where
0: all the different bases cause That's right. Was it yours that I was watching where there was a sing along and everybody was kind of singing along and clapping and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it's it's unreal, man. Like we tapped into something so special kind of by accident, but these you know, like the side doors sort of core value thing from the get-go was making something magical out of something small, right? Like we did, right. we, we started out as sort of Airbnb for shows. So we're putting on shows, we're helping, you know, anyone can be a presenter, anyone can be a host. So your living room, your backyard, your bookstore, your office, your architecture firm, your juice factory, whatever. And we, you know, we launched about a year ago. We had, we've got about 2,300 artists, um, 900 venues in North America, and we'd run about 700 of these shows. And we had an incredibly successful launch, you know, it's all working. And, um, and what the thing that we were really good at, you know, sort of our unofficial motto is if your footprint can't be wide, let it be deep. Um, you know, if you can't sell 2000 tickets, blow 60 people's minds, have the best night ever and make those 60 people lifelong diehard fans. Well, And,
0: and I think that's what you have been able to do. And I went ahead and started recording this, but, uh, Tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what your company does, and then let's talk about the pivot that you guys have had to make, and how I don't want to say profitable because I don't know numbers, but how extraordinary this opportunity that you've been able to create for those people stuck at home in front of a computer.
1: It's wild. I mean, like the like I'll get a little bit into the history, but I will say this moment right now: what started as the most critical gut punch oh man, we're done for has turned into this watershed moment where we're receiving unbelievable cold calls from like massive organizations from around the world. Um, and it is a watershed moment. Like, it, like this is, I think that this total crisis is in a weird inadvertent mistaking way is gonna be the making of Side Door. But you know, the inception of Side Door came when I was my very first tour, 2006, and I begged this venue in Calgary to let me come and play uh, for months uh, over MySpace Messenger back in then. And, sure. um, and so, you know, I go and I play. I've never played in Calgary. I don't have any publicity. I don't have a publicist. Uh, I don't know anyone in Calgary. So four people come. And what did I expect? And you know, it's about all you can expect first time. Sure. Four more than anticipated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great success. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, six months later, I get invited back to this guy's backyard, this guy, Doug. To come through a friend of a friend and play for his friends and he does this a couple of times a year he throws a party invites a bunch of pals they do a pass the hat and it made like seven hundred dollars and sold a million cds and had the best night ever it was high fives and i was like oh my god i don't it's not the venue that i need it's doug you know and so i and, you know even back then i started feeling like i need a doug in every city i need someone who's gonna champion me to their community And once I have that, I can turn those 60 people into 100 and then into 200 and then into 500 and then into 1,000, et cetera. Um, And so I've always been very DIY from the beginning. I've always been very hands-on with the business. And, you know, now I'm very fortunate that I have a, a team, like a robust team that I work with as an artist, and I've been able to do incredible things. I'm not a massive star, but... You know, I've been able to do Jimmy Kimmel and sell out Massey Hall and win Juno Awards. And by the by the metrics of the many, um, I've had an unbelievably fortunate run at this, you know. Right. Um, And so I just, you know, kind of took my learnings throughout all of this and eventually found the right person, which is my co-founder, Laura. Uh, She worked in the music industry out in Halifax and she, you know, had sort of similar ruminations about a business concept and we spent 3 days together just like whiteboarding and ideating and figuring out what could this business be um and so we got it off the ground and and it's been this remarkable experience you know I cut my teeth in music and now I'm cutting my teeth in music tech weirdly and um it's a lot there's a lot of parallels and so As we got to the point, you know, we had a huge partnership with South by Southwest. We're booking tours for all these bands to go down to Austin. Everything's firing. Uh, You know, it's all happening and then boom cancellation and we spend a few days licking our wounds and then so our pivot occurred just like literally a couple weeks ago. This is like brand new world and we were like, okay, well, I mean, I knew I had been doing a couple Instagram live things just like everybody else, you know, Chris Martin or Alicia Keys, you name it. Everyone's doing it and we're all stuck at home. We're sitting on our hands and the thing we love to do is music. And the other thing that we love to do is, you know, seek affirmation for our music. So we all go online and we'd all rather, you know, do something for free than be forgotten. And so, you know, there were it's like this big wave of musicians going online and playing and They're getting all this love and everyone loves it. And I was like, "But hold on, and wait a minute! Like, there has to be a model of this that lasts beyond this honeymoon." Mm-hmm. And so I put on a show on sale through side door through the regular channels that we were, always did, and I did a show through Zoom. And I figured, you know, instead of just doing it on Instagram Live or Facebook Live, I'm going to ticket it, and I'm just going to treat it like a meeting, like like a U and E. You know, I can right. see you, you can see me, and we did one show about. 200 maybe like 300 people came in on the show and it was mind-blowing like like unbelievable what a what a rewarding experience it was for me so much more rewarding than just playing to the vapid openness of the internet seeing people like you know and it was amazing because when you put a value on something people value it more you know and weird how that happens right <laughs> Strange. and so people bought a ticket up in advance and you could tell they had made room in their lives. So, you know, I, I, I'm watching them tune in and they're all on the couch. They got the family, the dogs on the lap, they're chromecasting to the TV, like 90 plus percent of the people who bought a ticket tuned in, they came at the very beginning and they tuned in for the entire duration of the show. They did not log out, you know, rather than Chris Martin, I think I watched him for like four minutes on my phone and then right. moved on. So this is not about passenger listenership. This is about like integrating an impromptu community into a very special and very unique interactive experience. And it was crazy cause I called Laura, my co-founder afterwards and, and it was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, this is so special. And we realized the product has changed from what we initially right. did, right. but the core value of it has not changed in the slightest. You know, it's about fostering community and connection through the shared experience of art in alternative spaces. What space could possibly be more alternative than the internet? Um, and so wildly, the other thing, like just, you know, to talk some numbers, historically, the average artist payout on side door was $490. And we considered that a huge. remarkable success. Huge, Yeah, it's huge. For artists, you know, like the bulk of our artists had didn't have agents or anything like that. We're kind of serving like the lower 99%, you know? Right, same people and, I serve.
0: Yeah, same people I serve. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: I- and so... And so You know, a lot lot of some of our agents do. Our our artists do have agents, and they're filling in tour gaps, and they're having great success because they're available. You know, they can do a higher ticket point to a smaller audience, and they're having incredible experiences too. But a lot of our artists were just, you know, they'd never had an agent, and all of a sudden they're booking themselves a 15, 20 show tour. So for us to say that we can have an average payout of four hundred ninety dollars is mind blowing. Um, And then on these eleven, you know, we've done we've run eleven of these online shows. We've probably got another thirty in the pipeline for the next couple weeks, and God, the way things are going right now, I think it could just explode. But um, our average payout to the artist right now is $1,200, which is unbelievable. You know, so for I, an I do hour a survey from home.
0: When a lot of artists come into my world and I'll say, So, how much money did you make with your music last year? And it was, you know, over a thousand, over five thousand, over ten thousand. And people were emailing me back, Going, you didn't have zero. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that because an artist were so afraid to ask. I've been teaching people how to use a virtual tip jar through mm-hmm. Facebook Live for the last three years. I did a presentation at the DIY musician conference. A girl that uh, you know, I helped create a course for, Dawn Byard did 75000 dollars her first year doing it. And she she went from the live from the Facebook to their living rooms to selling out Franklin Theater, and then she's turned it into private Facebook groups where people spend on a monthly basis and things like that.
1: And once you have even just a little bit of subsistence living coming from your art, then you can invest more into it and take more of your time, not scrambling for cash elsewhere, but actually writing and practicing and creating relationships and all those things. People seem to forget that the business is what
0: allows you to do the art if you wish to be in the music business. Anyone can be a hobbyist, but it's like if all of a sudden you had 60 people at your show and you made the the average 490 before, you could take 200 of that and put them into Facebook and Instagram ads and double the attendance at your next concert and make the 1200. I mean, they're afraid to put back in. They seem to want to just buy gear. And I'm like, (laughs) wait a minute, you know, that new amp isn't going to get any more people to your show. But what if we were able to, use that money, get more people, then buy an amp, and you'll still have money for marketing.
1: A little while ago, I, I just put like a recurring sort of like, you know, fairly nominal amount of money onto like just a, an ongoing Instagram ad. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying it out. And like the, I, and I, I was like most artists, I was like, I don't want to spend money on Instagram, you know? I was, and then I, I had the realization, I was like, well, wait a minute, what if I, what if I was a cafe? Would I, spend, would I have a budget every month for, for marketing, for advertising? You should you know? if you want to stay stay open. Exactly. And I was like, well, okay, that makes sense. Like, Even if it's like $100 a month or something like that, or 50 even, let's say. It doesn't have to be much. But you would, if you were any kind of small business, have a budget for marketing. Right. Why the wouldn't you do that if you're
0: an artist? It's learning how to do it. And what I try to tell people is they'll spend so much money hiring an independent radio promoter, trying to get on the radio and I'm like, you could take a 10th of what you just spent with targeted ads, getting people with their attention because if they interact with it, they chose to interact with it. They don't choose to hear your song on the radio. It just may passively show up there or on a playlist but if they choose to push play or watch a video, now you have the ability to go in and retarget them and now you start the relationship building process. One of the things that I was talking about when I saw John Legend and Alicia Keys and Chris Martin, as you've mentioned, I watched Luke Luke Bryan. He was like, you. it was funny. He's like looking in the camera going, is this on yet? Is there anybody here for this Facebook Live yet? It was so great to see these artists interacting with their fans and this is what independent artists have been doing for a long time. And right now, it's like I tell them, it's like you have the ability to take this online relationship and when this stuff goes away, you'll sell more tickets and you'll sell Mm -hmm. more merch because your friend that you made online, that experience that you gave them, they're all going to want to come together to see each other in person now and you're going to have a massive show and everyone's going to come to the merch table to tell you how much they appreciated you taking the time when they were in quarantine to entertain them And I think the independent music business is going to do very well because of this, because the industry itself, they're gonna put the sporting events back in those same arenas that they share with those headline artists before they put the headline concert back. The basketball games, the hockey games, all of that's gonna come back first. And there's only so many dates that are gonna be available. So a lot of these bigger artists aren't going to have the ability to do what it is that you guys are doing by grabbing these smaller clubs, grabbing these on this online attention, and monetizing this relationship. Because what I always tell people is the sucky part about the music business is no one has to pay to consume your product. Mm-hmm. When they invest in you, they're investing in the relationship.
1: Well, and that's just it. Like we we had a show the other day where um, you know the, the 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 performer's playing, and he sees through the Zoom like he sees that there's someone playing along from home, muted, right? So, and we find that these shows do much better when they have a co-host, someone who can kind of like administrate and mute people yeah. and unmute them and stuff. So he goes, he goes, ah, unmute that guy. And so they unmute the guy, he comes in, he takes a verse of the song, like seamlessly, oh, wow. does a verse and then throws it back to the performer. And then it was just like, you know, and you're watching like, there was like 700 people on this Zoom show And there's 25 people on a page if you're in gallery view and you can just flip through them and flip through them and and everybody i'm flipping through and everyone's like wow you know that was amazing and they had a real moment and he made real money on this show oh i bet he calls me after and he's like oh my god like he he lives in the middle of nowhere and he's like i i'm gonna do this every week or every month for the rest of my life like what you know screw coronavirus this is a way that I can have like a really special engagement with people in Europe, with people in Australia, with people everywhere, global. And it was mind blowing, you know, and what we're seeing in these early results is that it's not just better for the performer. They're not just making more money and having a better experience that to actually pay up front, bring it into your life and then interact with the artist live. And I'll tell you a crazy story. Um, uh, There was one of my shows last week, and uh, there's a brand new mom. She's got baby twins. She's got postpartum complications. So she's in the hospital, and her husband is at home with two infants who are like two, three weeks old. And they have no support structure from the grandparents. They couldn't fly in because of coronavirus and all the crisis. Right. What a time, right? So she's feeling isolated in the hospital. He's feeling isolated at home. They're all stressing out. She said that she tuned in from the hospital on her laptop or iPad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he tunes in from home. So she's watching me at the same time as she's watching her husband and her two baby girls, you know, and he's watching me and watching her. And they're communicating on the chat and they're requesting songs and they're seeing each other watch this thing. And she said it was this beautiful moment of like hope, you know, um, and I, it brought me to tears reading this Like, I'm not, not, you know, I blew my mind just, you know, I think that up until now we've put this threshold on how good something could be if it wasn't in real life. Right. And now that we can't do real life and that's off the table, it's like, okay, well how do we invest in this other world and actually squeeze the most out of it? And people are getting really creative and, um, it's just such an exciting time at the same time as it's Yeah, there. and I don't
0: know if it's the same in Canada, but watching, you know, Jimmy Fallon from his house and watching Jimmy Kimmel from his house and this morning Oliver, watching Carson and, Daly's right. son cut his hair, you know, yeah. with a salon artist on one thing going, Okay, use the number three blade and go up <laughs> the back of your dad's head. I mean, this this is going to be something that we'll all remember. I mean, I have a daughter who's a senior. So yeah. prom has been canceled. They don't oh. know if they're gonna have graduation. You're watching kids, you know, I, I was talking about March Madness. I said, think about the kids from Kansas who gave up going to the NBA last year to come back to win a national championship and turned down, we're going to always remember yeah. this time. And I think right now with musicians, it's like one, this is something they should have been doing all along utilizing social media to build these relationships and now it's like with me having a social media course it's like people are like how's your business i said my business has never been better because i've always had a low ticket item to teach people how to build relationships and now i'm just when i see things like when i was reading the article and i saw you and reached out to you i'm like okay here's another level that we can bring this up because yeah, everyone can do Instagram Lives and Facebook Lives. And I encourage it. If that's all you have and you can't afford Zoom, throw a, a Venmo app, you know, yeah. on there or yeah. a PayPal.me tip bucket. But if you can organize it in a way with a program and, and a tool like what you guys have, now you you know what you've made going into this. And it's going to put a little pep in your step. All yeah. of a sudden now, I think you're going to perform better than had you just decided to go on live. Because Now people have paid to see this. We have one of my clients. I went to him and I said, listen, this was before the coronavirus. I said, let's take my Zoom account. I said, let's offer 100 tickets. We'll just use Eventbrite. And we'll charge $100 for the ticket. They'll get a t-shirt. They'll get an autographed set list. We'll send them a video of the show. We'll strip the audio off. We'll let them pick the set. And he sold it out in 24 hours because it was a limited experience and now after cost of goods, he made like fifty five hundred bucks in an hour. And he's like, and they're all saying, when's the next one? Yeah. So basically they were saying, when's the next time I can give you a hundred dollars to experience this? And a lot of artists, even if it's ten bucks right now or twenty bucks, you can get as creative as you want. Well and that's what I think special
1: about this. You know, there there are a lot of people suffering right now with financial loss and, and you know employment loss and you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to placate or patronize that situation because that is a very real situation. Yep. But there are a lot of people who are continuing to work and now are not spending $6 a day at the coffee shop and not spending, you know, $12 a day buying their lunch at whatever. And, you know, in a weird way, like I put up my tickets as $6 just because I was just like, I don't know what this new world is. I don't know what the price point is, but I just want to do something cheap and easy. And I've been, you know, just personally, I've been just donating the money every week because it was, it was just a test for me. Like, you know, I I was like, I want to see how this works. And so, you know, I don't know what the price point or the perfect thing is. A lot of our shows have been going from like between six and 12 bucks. Right. Like, you know, if people used to spend $45 to see you in a theater or if they used to spend even $20 to see you at a club, they're probably willing to spend five or six bucks just to like but tune think about in for the
0: family of four that's watching it together that would have had to spend 45 times four and drive <laughs> yeah. and probably do meals and pay for get a babysitter. Pay for parking get a babysitter. You're exactly right. So I was I was we kind of got the double whammy in Nashville. We had the tornado and then we had the coronavirus. It's just that's like right. boom yeah. boom. And I said something I said you know what every time I went into Walgreens Every time I checked out, it was like, would you like to donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five, ten, whatever to the American Red Cross. Every yeah. single time I went in, even though and I had just given them a buck the other day or two bucks, yeah. I always said yes. And yeah. those yeah. dollars yeah. End up. They really,
1: they really do. do. And
0: it's like And, and even you
1: know, though over time that's that might be twelve dollars from you in the last four months. Yeah. which isn't a lot of money. It's something, but then that's $12 times every customer that's been in that Walgreens. You know, right. Who knows that that store might've generated a hundred thousand dollars, you know?
0: And if you're an artist and you had, you gave people an opportunity to spend 12 bucks with you a month and you got a hundred of them, you just made $1,200 that month. Yeah. And that's a lot more than so, you may have made working at the coffee shop. That may totally. well,
1: And an, another interesting element of our platform. And this is like, you know, we have accidentally built the perfect engine for this moment is that, uh, traditionally on side door, you would have a host, right? You know, it's like your bookstore your living room or whatever, and you have your artist. and we've baked in like a really, really intuitive and easy to use booking platform where you can negotiate the split between those two parties. Uh, and then we handle paying PROs, we handle taxes, et cetera. It's all split right at the point of sale. So when someone buys a ticket, that, that revenue is held in escrow. And then as soon as the show happens, that the, the the funds are automatically dispersed based on the pre-negotiated split. So no one ever has to ask to be paid and nobody ever has to receive payment and then pass it forward to somebody else.
0: Let me ask you um, this, you
1: just brought up PROs, which is a real
0: interesting point. So with your platform, so as you're a platform, I'm trying to give them something they can wrap their head around. Is it like Eventbrite? So it's like everything is collected through Eventbrite and The email correspondence happens through Eventbrite and the links to the Zoom are dispersed through an email that's set up with Eventbrite. Is that kind of how you guys are doing it?
1: Yeah. So what we're we're essentially doing, like I can tell you what's going on this moment and then I can tell you what's in the development pipeline to carry out in the following weeks. Um, So essentially what's happening is we're kind of like a ticketing service, except that we're also a little bit social there's like a community element to side door you actually have a profile you have gig history people review your show that shows up on your subsequent ticketing pages um you can sort of develop clout within the community you know uh, not with like a a gamification kind of thing just just because some people are are really active um there's an element of side door that is you know very homegrown and there's an element of side door that is very tech and we're sort of marrying those two worlds. Um, and rather than just being sort of like a one transaction event situation where you get paid and then you disperse that money, the interesting thing is that we have this multiple party split machine already built. So what's going on right now is that we have festivals, presenters, curators, nonprofits, charities. We've got all these different parties who are out of revenue right now for shows that they would have been doing in the spring right. and the summer. Um, and we are giving them an opportunity to basically continue to promote shows and just promote shows online. So what they're doing is they're helping artists sell more tickets than they would normally because they have outreach. They have community and they have their
0: databases and, and they have that customer base that they can reach out to and say, listen, we can't open our doors for the foreseeable future. But if you're interested in attending this great Dan show, here's a little bit about so now okay and then they get exactly. their percentage because they were yeah. the referring party
1: so they were they work out a deal with the artist every show is a, is a unique you know book booking thing and you can set up the revenue however you want to it's a very robust platform and it's also very versatile and it can be used in all these different kinds of ways so now we have presenters who've had to lay off their staff and cancel all their shows going like oh wait wait a minute i can i can now a help artists make money I can be, make some revenue for my company, which is in current peril. And in doing so, I can sort of continue through this, this process and get to the other side. Um, And so we've had an incredible interest in doing that and creating these, you know, and also it doesn't even have to be like an existing promoter or an existing presenter. It could just be like a really eager beaver hobbyist, you know, you can, if you want to get out there and pound the pavement and, and really, you know, help a bunch of artists, you can pair up with them. You can take some money, or you don't know, have to, whatever. Um, but it's it's a really unique sort of ticketing IP because we can split the revenue right at the point of sale to to separate parties. And it's uh, we didn't build it for this moment, but weirdly, it is coming into effect in a really special way right now. Well, it could take somebody who doesn't have
0: a job right now, but has a a. a- a network of people and says, Hey, I'm going to be the promoter. I'm going to let everyone in my community know about this and I'm going to send emails and the phone calls and the things like that. Send text messages and Instagram DMs and try to get 60, 70 people to to Dan's show. And then all of a sudden I get paid by being the promoter. And then I just get to tune in yeah. and say, "Hey, all my friends, meet my buddy Dan." <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, and if and if you know if you if it turns out that you're a whiz at Zoom and you can co-host the meeting and you can administrate it for the artist, then you're bringing extra value. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways that people can collaborate on these shows and, and not only make money, but actually like make magic, like like ease existential stress for everybody involved and the uh, and the audiences as well by creating magical interactive moments. We're all feeling so isolated. But if we can all sort of engage with a community and feel like something special is happening, you know, it's it it, you can just feel people's shoulders relax when they get into these shows. It's really I don't know. You know, I'm going to invite you, Rick. I'm going to send you uh, if I haven't already, uh, you're going to get an invite invite. to something for Saturday, April 11th. That's right. So if you if you'll tune in, this is at uh, 3 3 p.m. Eastern. So that's 2 p.m. Central uh, noon Pacific. Um, and these shows, I've been doing them every week, and it's just, oh my God, man, it's a blast. And I, I really love would love if you can even tune in for a bit because it'll it'll give you a sense of just exactly what it is that I'm talking no, about.
0: No, I'm, ex- I'm excited about it, and I'm also excited about the fact that this is something that can continue. So even mm-hmm. if you're an artist, and you're not at that level yet, you've got eight or nine songs, and you don't can't hire a band, but you play independently, this is something that you can continue to do I don't think side door is going to change their, their model and say, okay, now we're going back to just simply live venues and physical venues. It's like, you've, you've stumbled onto something that I think is going to allow that artist that reaches out to me in Nigeria and says, I can't (laughs) get my music out into the world. And I'm like, well, guess what? Now you can.
1: Well, and you can promote that artist show in Nigeria and get it to your network and help him make money and help him get it, get an audience in America, you know? It's and that's tough. what I
0: tell them. You're only limited by where your internet service provider goes. I had a kid today. Yeah. He's like, I can't afford internet. That's why I want to become a musician to be able to afford internet. I said, how are you talking to me on Instagram right now? Then use yeah. your phone, go to YouTube, <laughs> need vocal lessons, go type in yeah. YouTube on your phone, get the app and take the vocal yeah. lessons. You're not
1: <laughs> as restricted as you think you are. Stop yeah. it,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wild man. It is a crazy, crazy moment.
0: Great. Well, tell everyone where they can find out more about you, the company, and uh, yeah, I just, I like I said, I, I appreciate you last minute. I, we got together. I DM'd him on Instagram, folks, and what I did is I sent a video, a voice message, and I'm just yeah. like, Dan, saw your stuff, love it. When can we talk? You know, so <laughs> the internet is very powerful, people.
1: Uh, absolutely. So my own music, DanManganMusic.com, and Mangan is M-A-N-G-A-N. Uh, danmanganmusic.com and side door uh, is the platform we've been talking about and that is at sidedooraccess.com and yeah there are shows up now it takes a few minutes to set up a show it's really quick these are ticketed they are high value in terms of uh, experience even even you know even the shows that we've had with that don't sell a lot of tickets are yielding incredible results in terms of like connection and and actually making more money than they would have if they had just, you know, kind of busked on, on Instagram live. So weird, weird side question. Is there a way to do comp tickets? There's absolutely a way. So the way I actually the invite you got was me inviting you via comps. So, okay, uh, so you do
0: have the ability then folks to be able to invite some people. So you have an audience. So it just doesn't look like you and your mom on a zoom call together when people (laughs) join, if you need to seed your audience in the beginning and, um, Obviously, then there's no transaction fee for comp tickets yeah, because exactly. they're not running it on your platform. They're actually running it on Zoom. Now, doesn't Zoom do a free
1: 100 person account? Yeah, you can do uh, up to 40 minutes uh, and up to 100 people with a free account. With a paid, with a pro account, which you know is like 12 bucks a month or something, you can do. Great investment, people. Yeah, yeah. it is, and you can do up to uh, still up to 100 people, uh, but then your length is unlimited. Uh, and you can do an add-on for 50 bucks that gets you up to 500 and you can do an add-on for $90 a month, which gets you up to thousand. But the nice thing is that you can put a show on sale with side door. And see how it sells. Right. And based on how it sells, half an hour before the show, you just go and you bump up your account, and and There's
0: you can it. then bump it back too, guys. So I've done yeah. that with my webinar. I have five hundred on my webinar, and sometimes yeah. I'll need it to be a thousand, and then I'll bump it back down. I wish exactly. I would have bought stock in Zoom before all yeah. this
1: happened. No doubt. Uh, yeah.
0: I've been using it for a long time. I love the guys. Every yeah. time I talk to them, they have a different, you know, green screen background. You know, say, like, hey, where do you want to be yeah. today? And they click a button and they put it on and. We're able to do that. There's so many things with this feature. that really And we're is. also, you know,
1: I, I should also say, you know, we're not tied to Zoom. Like we, we, we right. recommend Zoom and we're into, our first integration is with Zoom because we're finding the best results with them. But you can do uh, like an unlisted YouTube live through Side Door, you Private can- a Facebook it, group, any, clothes, but yeah. yeah. Any third party streaming service you wanna use, uh, we can help you ticket that. And, and, you know, get those private links out to your audience. Um, and then, uh, and then we, we canvass them for reviews, all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, an integrated platform. It's, it's truly like a social and um, community-based marketplace platform uh, where basically anybody has access to present uh, the arts and culture, whether it's online or in real life, uh, to their audience and to their community.
0: Got it, and then also too, guys, knowing that after you've recorded this, for those that can't attend live, depending on what third-party platform you used, they're able to collect email addresses from Side Door, export that, and then be able to put it into their email service provider and
1: send out a replay? That's right, so currently, because of privacy laws, we can't, we actually are not allowed to give the emails to the artists right now. Uh, very soon, we're building in a feature so that you know when I buy a ticket on Side Door, I can opt right into the artist's uh, MailChimp account, that kind of thing, so that it's like I'm opting into it, and then now you've got the email. Um, we're also very, very soon, we will have user logins for people who aren't artists or curators. So, um, you know, you can, have a, you can see all your upcoming shows and stuff. You can write reviews, almost like a, you know, you can be a critic uh, on Side Door and, and jump between shows and help people out. Um, and with that, you know, it brings us the ability to sort of then say oh you love this artist well you know hey such and such an artist also has a gig coming up you might like that as well so you know we're helping we're we're, i'm an artist myself we built this whole thing with my gut check the whole platform was built with my personal artist centric gut check gut check to say are we just another platform that is selling hopes and dreams and we're just a parasite or you know can we actually deliver something that helps artists uh fundamentally be empowered to drive their own careers and i'll say like my why you know what i mean they say like have an important why if i could with side door help a hundred thousand artists who i've never heard of that are not celebrities and who have not been sort of ingratiated by the star machine if i could help a hundred thousand artists make a hundred thousand dollars a year that would be like the ultimate affirmation of this platform i want to build a worldwide robust and thriving middle class of artistry Um, because as we know an economy with a thriving middle class breeds the most creativity, the most ideas, you know, the least homo, uh, homogenic sort of cultural landscape. And so, um, that's what we're, you know, that, that's what we're approaching it from is with that intention and truly trying to serve artists and let them be in control. It's interesting. You and I have similar wise on my website. It says my goal is to
0: get help affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or create by teaching mm, to get that's in great. front of that yeah. you know it's like it's, if, if I help you get a song that someone decided not to commit suicide because they that goes into my karma bank you know yeah. so that's kind of the same philosophy Big that tie, I have man. is just serving as many people as we can I think the servant mentality always wins yeah. I told Taylor when I was managing her if you always there on the side of humble and gracious yeah. you will there will always be a place for you. Well, man, I appreciate you taking this time sharing side door uh, with with my audience, and uh, I look forward to seeing and getting invites. And I yeah. pay, so you guys definitely need to <laughs> send me an invite because I pay. I, I, I'm First all about for it. free.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Rick. Really pl- pleasure chatting with you, man. Thank you so much for
0: listening to this episode of the podcast and thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one size fits all model with the music business. So I do appreciate that to help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to head on over to the website, rickparker.com and take the, are you ready for a manager assessment while you're there? You can also click on the podcast link and leave a message and who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it if you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it onto whatever platform that it is that you're listening to. And I will talk to you on the next
1: episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the music industry blueprint podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker music. And remember you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.